Today's Diana Prince is T.H. Irwin. T.H. co-founded X-Experts with her partner, Jessica Klimbaum. It's a free online resource for women who are navigating divorce. It's a community that she and Jessica wish they had when they were navigating their own divorces over 10 years ago. T.H. loves adventure and the outdoors, but not getting dirty. This is something she proved during a Kilimanjaro climb. T.H., thank you for joining me on Diana Prince. Thank you for having me here. I'm really excited to get into some good conversation with you today. And we do have some good conversation coming up because I really want to talk to you about this because I remember when you and I had a one-on-one a couple of months ago and you told me your story. And I remember it was it triggered that dysfunctional, well-meaning girlfriend that went on to be like, oh my God, how dare he? How dare he do that to you? And I wanted to bring you on because I have never experienced a divorce except through other people. I am a product of divorce. My parents divorced when I was very young. I experienced divorce through my girlfriends. So I just want to hone in on what that looked like for you. You know, maybe you can give the audience your background. We could just take it from there. I I really want to understand where a friend and your community can help you through a divorce. Great. So I... We'll start at the point of being miserable in my marriage. I was married for 13 years, but I would say at least the last four, I was lost. Barely recognized myself. As I now realize was in an emotionally abusive marriage. I don't say that lightly, by the way. And I had three kids under eight by the time that we got a divorce. So what happened was Jessica, who is one of my best friends and I were couples best friends. We traveled with our husbands and our kids and our lives were running, we were running parallel lives, got engaged a month apart, married a month apart, did all the things, went to beautiful places. We belonged to country clubs. Like it all looks so the way it's supposed to be, right? And then 13 years into our marriages, we find out that our husbands are not just cheating on us, but cheating on us, covering for one another in long-term affairs with their girlfriends. And for my ex-husband was with his girlfriend from the moment my son was born, he's my youngest. So for four years, he was leading two lives. It all imploded at the same time because they were covering for each other. So there was no way to hide from one another. But the truth is, Jessica found out that her husband was cheating five days before I found out. And I found out because my husband's fiance, yes, you can hear that, called Mm -hmm. me because someone chirped in her ear that he was still married and not in fact divorced. So she called me to find out if I was still married to him. And I said, yes. And I told her that she saved my life that day because I was suffocating in my marriage. And she, they were already engaged. Yeah, he had proposed to her. Did I get that right? Okay. Yep. He proposed to her. She was on the West Coast. I live on the East Coast. And he was mad. He was juggling two lives. We had three kids and I was working. I have a career and we had help in the house, but For at least the last four years of my marriage, I traveled without him. He didn't come to birthday parties. He missed their vacations. 
to the point that when it came time to, to make my son like one of those placemats in preschool, there were no pictures mm-hmm. with his dad. And I remember that to this day being another one of those wake up TH moments that I pushed down and couldn't, you know, couldn't accept. And Jessica and I traveled a lot and spent a lot of time together, the four of us, as our marriages were falling apart behind our backs, but we weren't willing to face it. We never shared how uncomfortable we were in our marriages because we weren't ready to put it out into the universe. Even as close as we were, the minute you say, I think he's doing whatever, or I'm really unhappy, then it becomes real. And so even then you have to do something about it once you look at right, it. Right now, now it's real. Now you right. put it out there. So if mm-hmm. you don't talk about it and you suck it down, you will number one, make yourself sick, which I did. You will number two, remove yourself from your support system, which I did. You will lie to everybody as well as yourself, which I did. And I am not proud of all of that. I couldn't have done any better than I did but she was my get out of jail free card. I'm like, you can have him. Holla freaking Luya. All yours. I'm out. Was it that instant though? Yeah, Did you go what? through a fate as soon as you knew that it, that, that Angela, she was she existed? Me. The universe. And look, I'm not a voodoo person or a gypsy, but that was the anniversary of oh, no. someone really important who died was on the day that I got the phone call in a place where my phone never works. And I never usually answer when I don't know the caller ID. Whatever it was made her call me that day and I answered the phone. Literally, she said, are you married to him? I said, yes. I'm like, who is this? Is this like an insurance thing? She goes, well, I'm engaged to be married to him. And I literally said, you just saved my life. I got to call you back. I got to get my kid to karate. I got to get my other kid home. My other one's on an overnight trip, but I'm calling you back because I have questions. It was, it was an instant relief for me. I'd already grieved. That was so long ago when Jessica found out that was her reality check and her grieving began. Mine was long gone. What was difficult for me was now I had to deal with him again. It was easier when he wasn't around for four years. I was a single mom. Is that the way you're supposed to be when you're married? No. Is that a healthy relationship? Absolutely not. But I was functioning. I was existing. I was not living. Yeah, it was, for me, it was an instant. Finally, I could take a deep breath. I wasn't crazy. I wasn't, there was nothing wrong with me. Everything I was feeling was actually true. I shouldn't have been afraid. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have the, the point of reference from, from, you know, from a divorce, but I, I believe in signs and I believe a lot of the times we get caught up in our, in our daily lives to actually deal with, you know, something that that's, that's there yep. because it's, it, it's going to, it's going to just, you know, it's going to be work. Are you ready to look at it? Right. Are you ready to jump in there? So I do believe in signs and I believe like, you know, sometimes we hesitate, you know, to make a decision. So for you, you, you probably already had, it sounds like you already made it and it you just needed that somebody to just kind of 
someone to push me Check off the box. Plane. This is this is a, this is when you you're you got to stare at it and it's in it and it's time to work because now you can't put it aside. But I I get that because I I work in this that same mode. You know, a lot of the times you're just surviving, yeah. and and you can't take anything else on. Nothing can disrupt. You know, yeah. you at this at this moment. So I I completely completely understand. But you have you went through that grieving process beforehand because so so you you saw it you 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 knew it how did you deal with that is I it, didn't recognize did they just get you or you just didn't deal with it at all it was a slow burn he would literally say things in front of my face in front of other people to the point that I also remember hindsight's 2020 that my friend came up to me and she goes you're okay with him talking about you like that and I said I didn't even hear what he said I don't really care if I can't hear it, he can't hurt me. That was the defense mechanism that I said. Things that he said, like in a, in a, in a he crowd. Was so condescending and derogatory oh. and disrespectful. Emotionally abusive. I, it was survival mode. I literally put myself in a mode. If I can't hear what he says, I can't get hurt. So I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to hear it. And I'm just going to go through my day wake up, get the kids where they need to go, go to work, come home, feed everybody in bed. Okay. That was a good day. And, and you pick your battles with me. And you pick your battles, right? Cause it's like, also, if you, if you, if you acknowledge what he says, then you gotta, you gotta deal with it right then and there. And if your plate is full, I, you know, there was no communication, Angela, mm -hmm. there was no communication. Yeah. And my kids feel like we fought a lot. Because mm -hmm. the silence was deafening, not because oh, wow. there were loud voices in the house. I see. It was, it wow. was, I was surviving. I mean, I can't really explain it. I didn't feel right. I did go see a lawyer. I did go to a therapist who really came right out and said, listen, you have two choices. You can eat shit and stay, or you can stand up for yourself and leave. And I stayed because I was afraid. I didn't know what this meant. If I do something about it, what does it mean? Am I the worst mom? It had nothing to do with me personally. I'm a mom yeah. of three kids and I have a close family. What are people going to think of me if I end the marriage? And so having a villain, you know, the tabloids and everybody make everybody seem like they're the villain. And that's yes. not the case in 90% of those instances. He was the villain here. However, I do take responsibility in my marriage for my marriage not being healthy. I allowed bad behavior. I allowed disrespect. Continued and enabled zero communication and an unhealthy relationship. I, I don't fully know why, but I, it was a slow, slow burn of someone who puts you down a little bit more every single day to the point that you start believing them. I can't even believe that I believed him, but I did. And that day that I got the phone call, I feel like, oh my God, I just got the elephant off my back and the noose around my neck is falling off. I'm me again, like <laughs> hallelujah. What happened? I am literally reborn. That is one of the best days of my life. I love my children dearly. But I can't imagine what would have happened to me if I didn't get out of that marriage. So tell me, what is the first thing that you did right after that phone call? 
Well, I called my brother. After I had my kids settled, I, I called my brother and he came to my house. He left work and my sister-in-law and we mobilized. My parents, thank God, <clears throat> were in Egypt. So again, the universe, because I could not have dealt with them chirping in my ear at this moment. Mm -hmm. I needed to do what I felt I needed to do and not what someone else was telling me to do. <clears throat> so I got all of my ducks in a row. It was the Thursday before Mother's Day. So I had decided I was going to go to my brother and sister-in-law's house with the kids to get out of town because this was going to spread like wildfire in two minutes. I'm in a suburban town. I need to get my shit together. So I left town and started going through all the credit cards and all the bank statements and the years of lies and travel and money spent on his affair yeah. with this woman. And that is what made my divorce difficult. The extent of the deceit, the extent of the disrespect is what I was like, oh my God. You went back to piece it all together to see you, you had to be, yeah, you, you piece it all together. I've actually have gone through something similar, you know, may, may not have been connected to a divorce, but a, a betrayal. Yeah. You know, you go back, you know, when you, when you think something, you know, is, is a certain way and you realize it isn't, yep. your brain just goes back to replay the whole thing to see where, where you, where you fucked up and right. what weren't you catching. Right? right. So I get where you were and, and you had what, four years to piece together at least. Wow. That that's, but that, is a lot to go through. And I know that, you know, you say you wanted to, at that point you were wanted to be free, but how did you deal with that reality? Just, you know, everything that you unveiled must've been a sting. It was to you unbelievable to me. She had met my kid. He had made time for her to meet my kids without me knowing. He was just awful to me. He was just awful. The first thing he actually said to me when he saw me, when I finally called him, he came to the house. We were temporarily also living in my parents' house. So he had no right to be in the house, which also was a senior. Mm -hmm. The first thing he said to me is, who told her that I was still married? He was more oh. focused on that relationship getting messed up than I'm sorry to me and the kids. Oh my gosh. And I'm oh turning into that. I'm turning into that girlfriend again. I but everything was quite honest. Honor. What? It was. But boring. why was he? Why? Why was he in the relationship? Like, why did was he there? It with me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I have like, no why, idea. If he was done, then he should have left. Done, why? Why? Why play it out for four years? Most, most infidelity is uncovered, and mm -hmm. not just revealed. There's a shame to it. There's a thrill of it being secret, special. Nobody knows about it. But he started incorporating her into his life in New, in New Jessica. And we had all mutual friends. They all knew that our husbands were cheating because they were bringing their girlfriends out with our friends. And then our oh. friends started backing off. They're like, we don't want to be a part of this. You guys have a good time. We're out. But Jessica, that's why it was so important 
and also a tremendous gift that Jessica and I were going through this at the exact same time because we were navigating it, asking all the questions like, he did this, but he did that. And so how do we, what did your lawyer say about this? And by the way, what are we going to do for our first New Year's Eve? Like, let's make a commitment. We're together. Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, Mother's Day, you know, let's, so we were lock and step with one another, which was huge in helping us move forward. So as I went to my brother's house for the weekend, I was on the phone with her unraveling all of it. They said they went on a guy's motorcycle trip. They weren't there. They were at the Four Seasons in Costa Rica with their girlfriends because I saw mm-hmm. it on the credit card. So all of the, just the extent of it, I mean, no wonder he had headaches all the time. I would too. Like, this is a lot. He could have so simply said, you know what? I'm really unhappy. I'm out. But he didn't. And that's his story and his struggle. And, but really the first thing I did, I had tremendous clarity knowing that I wasn't crazy, knowing that everything I was feeling that I was so afraid of that I was going to make a mistake was valid. I'm not nuts. I'm not actually any of the things he said I was. I am a good mom. I am a smart person and you are not a good man. Those are the things that were hard for me to, to come to grips with. Like there are some times, especially at the beginning, but even sometimes now, 15 years out of my marriage that I'm like, I feel bad for my kids that he's their dad. And that's a hard thing to say because they now deal with the same man that I was married to and he has an agenda and he has a way of dealing with people no matter who you are they, they grapple cuz they want to love their dad or they don't they want to not dislike their dad mhm and so now i have to support them through that yes so yeah it's a challenge every step of the way but just first of all getting back to me mm-hmm. knowing i'm going to i am going to be okay i am going to yeah. be okay I'll deal with all this. I didn't even know half of what was coming at me, but I always knew I was going to be okay. Once I realized that all of the gaslighting was just that. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And, uh, you know, I do have a follow-up question though, because you did mention that Jessica was the one that was supporting you and you guys were in the same situation, you know, going through the same experience and that, that, this all happened in a small community. So does that mean that you lost your community and Jessica was the only one there for you? Tell me what that looked like for you. So Jessica and her husband lived in Manhattan and I lived just outside of Manhattan. So we had all, you know similar friends, but honestly, in my town, everyone was my friend. He was nowhere. He wasn't here. He they weren't his friends. And so in that respect, I was very fortunate because I didn't have to choose, but there were times where I wasn't included in a big party and all of my best friends were with their husbands. And because I was alone, I wasn't included. And, and that made me feel really, really, really awful. And other things that happen is, you know, around holiday. So people will say, TH, Thanksgiving, you know, Hanukkah, Christmas, New you're always welcome to our house, which is very nice. Except we're like a week out from Thanksgiving and no one's called me. 
And so I'm not yeah. showing up at your house, Angela, being like, remember you said I could come, you know? So to be a friend, which is kind of what we were talking about at the beginning, if you really are a friend to that person, then reach back out and be like, teach, it's a week before Thanksgiving. If you don't have a plan, you and your kids, please, I'd love to have you over. It's when you need your community the most and you need that, you know, you need to be invited over because that's, holidays are going to be the roughest. They are. They and are. And, and we don't have distraction. your kids. And I like, mm -hmm. what if it's a holiday? I don't have my kids. Where yeah. am I going? But it's not anyone's fault that they don't think about it. I'm just highlighting it. So you do think about it to extend yeah. the branch for someone who's alone, whether it's sickness or, you know, the loss of a spouse or divorce, whatever it is, just re, you know, restate the invitation again, because we need to hear it because we don't want to impose, we don't want to be the third wheel, you know, we don't want to be a pain, we're not needy, but it, it, we're not just showing up. You want to have a conversation that's not about your divorce. Absolutely. I would think that that would be a fantastic yes. distress. <laughs> you have to know the new me. Not the exactly. So I like that, yeah. I, you know, and I was just going to segue into that, into like, what advice would you give a friend? And I would say that you, you already answered that is basically get that invitation out. Don't put barriers up or thinking, you know, or, or excuses up, put the invitation out. It's, it's going to be well received. Right. Yeah. And I think people are afraid of what to say. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the right yeah. thing to say? Do I say I'm sorry? Do I say congratulations? Do I say he's such an asshole? I'm so glad you're done. Do I say you're so pretty? You'll find somebody else. Do tell, do tell me because None I always say, what things. an asshole. None <laughs> of them. I already know. I am grossly aware of the kind of person. Mm -hmm. And am I glad you think of that? I don't know. I've got kids. Like, I don't want you talking no, about I, I him yeah. in front of my kids. Only I'm allowed to do that. No, you can't do that. <laughs> this is what I would say. If you have a friend who's gone through any kind of trauma, divorce, loss, sickness, how are you right now? You can answer that question. I know actually how I am at this exact moment, but if you ask me how I'm doing, I'm like, woof. Well, that's a big question. How am I doing? Where do I begin? I don't know. Right. You know, it's raining and the dog and the, the, the thing broke and my kid, like right now, be super present with me. How are you doing right now? Right now? I am okay. Reinvite, 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 please. Some days are going to be hard that you're not going to want to be around people, but please don't stop the invitation from coming. Even if it's Sunday night dinner. Or just going to the movies, or do you want to go for a walk? I'm not one who likes to go out to dinner a lot. I'd rather walk for two hours, go to like a museum, or you know, do an act. If if that's what I'm going to get, then I'm I'm probably going to take it. But don't stop the invitations if we say no. I'm not up for it tonight. It doesn't mean we're not up for it the next night or the next time. Check in with your friends. Don't be a pain in the actions about the situation. Ah, uh, so where are you in the divorce and? what's going on. And I heard X, Y, and Z. Don't be a, a nosy gossiper. Okay. Just be a friend. We just want someone who's going to listen. You can't possibly give me advice. You've never been there, Angela, mm -hmm. but you can sit with me and you can give me a hug and you can tell me something funny and we can watch a show. Being just as good a friend 
as someone who's walking in your shoes. And the people walking in your shoes who have been through it, I'm literally living it. I don't need you to recap your experience. You can say, you know what, TH, definitely meet with two lawyers. That'll be really beneficial to you. Definitely get a therapist because you want someone who knows nothing about your life, who's not going to judge you to support you through all of this. And can I help you with the kids? Can I take them this night? Do you want to do a play date? You want to go away for the weekend? Give solid direction without emotion. You know, right. you have to use my lawyer, TH. She is the best. She will take him for everything he's worth. I don't know if mm -hmm. that's what I want. And I'm glad she was the best for you, but I'm not sure if she's the best for me. So we at X Experts, which is what we created because of all of this, develop talking points for people, for friends, as well as for you. I mean, if, if you came to me and you're like, teach, what is going on? I heard all of this happening. Then I need to have my standard response. Angela, I'm thank you so much for reaching out. I really appreciate it. I know you care. I just really don't want to get into it right now. You have to practice that because you're going to be caught off guard at a party. And the last mm -hmm. thing you want to be doing is sitting in the corner, spewing everything, which is what I have done, which is why I'm telling you not to do that. <laughs> I'm telling you not to do some of the things that I have done that I know better now because I ruined my whole night. I didn't have any yeah. fun. I was letting my divorce and him ruin my night. And I had a choice as to whether I let that happen or not. And I let it happen because it's easier. You, know, yeah. you think somebody cares, but they're actually just wanting the scoop. TH, you gave some great advice, actually, from, you know, to a woman who's never been through it. You know, I... I all well-meaning and everything like that. I think Absolutely. everyone should should know the talking points and how to approach a woman going through this trauma right now. And, uh, you know, hopefully if it happens again in my family, I will definitely know how to treat that and how, you know, not add to it. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I, I take what you say to heart. I also, you know, we want to close out the conversation right now because we want to keep it short and sweet for our listeners. And I want to thank you for joining me today on this, on Diana Prince lives next door. I really feel, you know, you are the main reason that I have this podcast and it is just to highlight the voices of women like you who have gone through so much and, you know, every day do heroic things and it's just getting yourself out of that situation and, and, you know, putting your kids you know, uh, up front and center and, you know, and making sure that they are from it, let's just say for as lack of a better term, can. right? As much as you can, yeah. right? Yeah. And they're, that, that, you know, that they, they're not experiencing it like I did, you know, back in the day, back in the day, you were just like kind of <laughs> drag through, drag through it. Yeah. But uh, I want to have everyone tune in to TH's Divorce Etc. podcast for more great conversations about this life-changing topic, whether you're going through it or your girlfriend's going through it, just get, you know, get to know the, you know, the many conversations that, you know, revolve around it and uh, it'll make it better for you. If you're going through a, a divorce and you need to find community for sure, look up TH and her partner. If your friend is going through it, 
do the same. I have their link, you know, from their website in the description. So feel free to reach out. Thank you so much, Angela, for giving me the opportunity to share. And I just want to end by saying two more tips. First one is to really be present, which I carry over into everything I do in my life, especially with my kids. I am 100% present in what I am doing at this moment, especially it's harder to do that with work because I'm an easy procrastinator and easily distracted. But with my kids and with people who matter to me, I am present because you're going to miss out mm -hmm. if you're not present. And the other thing is you are so not alone. You are not alone. You are not the only one who feels this way. You're not the only one who's been through bad stuff. You unfortunately are among many. And ex-experts in divorce, et cetera's purpose is to bring you together and to educate you. Ultimately, you're going to take charge of your life and you can do hard things. You're probably already doing it and not recognizing it. So you're not alone. Be present and you're going to be okay. Thank you, TH, for that. And thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Bye-bye.